Sav, he's just drinking a drink Benny. of coffee. Got a bad timing. Just as you're putting the mug in your mouth. Sav. Mate, what, do you want me to tell you a little bit about this coffee? Let's hear it. You personally have sent over some fluorescent green satchel. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. And uh, that's that's currently what I'm drinking, mate. So, yeah, just getting the caffeine levels right. How are you this morning? Me too. Uh, look, I have been excited for this episode for so long. Look at this screen full of... You know, highly skilled women in jiu-jitsu who could kill you and not really think about it. Hey, true story. I do remember some of the guys turning up in wetsuits. <laughs> I do remember walking into my first class and thinking, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Sav, we're not going to do a cold open today. We discussed this. How about we introduce these unbelievably skilled human beings? Yeah, look, first of all, just wanted to say how um, honoured I am to have these girls, you know, partake in this ever-growing platform. Um, And I'm really looking forward to their stories. Um, I've shared a lot of experiences with um, each of these girls, you know, on the mats, off the mats, just, you know, watching them compete. They're probably three of the most beautiful women you'll ever meet, uh, as long as you're not standing on the other side of the mat from them. Um, that's pretty scary. But, yeah, I want to introduce the girls today. So we have, um, starting up in the top corner, we've got Wendy from Parramatta. Uh, she's a brown belt there running their very, very successful girls program. Um, Chris from Gracie Botany. Also running a very successful girls program there. And, of course, Serena down the bottom, who is, um, what can you say, a superstar in the making. So really nice to have you girls on, and I'm really honoured to have you girls here. And, yeah, really looking forward to what lays ahead. Which one of you has got the thing with the ankles? Is it Wendy? What was the no. comment that was made? Where you, no? Watch, oh, out, watch out for the yeah, ankles? No, no. Yeah, that was, um, like, <clears throat> people reference feet all the time with me. They know that I hate it, so it's it's a big thing, you know. Like it just they just keep coming. <laughs> the great irony is that she had a lethal ankle lock submission at Subversion, so <laughs> so she's earned I it. Certainly <laughs> <She> has. <laughs> so let's get straight into it. Why? How did the three of you come to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? One of you can jump in first, but how, why Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu out of the plethora of self-defense courses out there? Um, well, for me, I wasn't necessarily looking for a self-defense academy. It was more that I was looking for some kind of uh, combat sport, I guess, to do. Um, and I just happened to stumble upon it because two of my friends recommended it to me. Um, yep. But they had only been training maybe a couple of weeks and said, hey, Wendy, like we know that you're looking for an MMA gym. Um, but we've, we've just tried this jujitsu thing and you should have a go. So I put it off for a few months cause as you do, you don't really know what it is. And, and then, you know, uh, a couple months down the track, like I did my first trial class, I loved it. And, um, and, and that's how I started. And then the two friends that recommend me left me there. So here I am still doing it and they've gone and I'm, you know, brown belt one striper and they're just like, wow, Wendy, you've come so far. I'm like, yeah, because I stuck with it. So that's how I came upon jiu-jitsu. How many years have you been training for now, Wendy? Uh, it's eight and a half years now. Okay, nice. Perfect. Yeah. Chrissy, how did you get your start? Because I know that you've got a really interesting story. Um, so I actually started martial arts to lose weight before. 
So believe it or not, I used to be around 75 kilos. And with my height, that's really, really big. Uh, I have to find a photo to show you one day, Benny. Um, so I started with Muay Thai. And then the gym that I was going to actually had MMA. So I transitioned to MMA after a bit. And then um, when I moved to Australia, that's when I fully concentrated on jiu-jitsu because I realized that while I had the dream of becoming like an MMA fighter, you know, being inspired by Ronda Rousey and Angela Lee before, it was very painful getting kicked in the head. So I decided to stick with jiu-jitsu, which is apparently more fun. <laughs> cool. Is it more fun? Yes, definitely. I'm not sure about it being more gentle, though, but it's definitely more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Serena? I had started out doing martial arts um, of various forms, mostly kind of Taekwondo and um, kind of Kung Fu style martial arts when I was a little one um, and moved around a lot as a kid and kind of never really stuck with anything for very long. And when I was a teenager, um, I realized that I didn't really have a whole lot of hobbies and I didn't perceive myself as terribly athletic and um, had kind of found that I was always, I always felt grounded when I was doing martial arts in the past. And so I decided that I was going to try to find an academy somewhere in Sydney that I could train. And I actually tried a whole bunch of different martial arts and probably went to like seven or eight different gyms across Sydney trying various things. And I went to a jiu-jitsu class and I left thinking that's that's what I want to be doing with my time. That's how I want to be staying fit and active um, and have kind of, it's been more or less a presence in my life um, ever since. I noticed that you said that you're not athletic. I just got a question for you. You were down in Melbourne a few weeks ago to a competition. How'd you go? I did okay. Yeah. You want to give us a few results? Oh, wow, that's humble. <laughs> They're very humble. <laughs> Serena, you got to remember I was on the sideline there um, watching each and every move and uh, at one stage Martin was fine enough. Well, let's just say that, you know, fortune had favoured me and Lucas was going on further down and I said to Martin, do you want me to step in? And he was deliberating and he said, look, she looks well and truly in front here. I'll head down to Lucas um, so I was there to watch that and I did ask you after your fight, oh, you know, did you notice I was there and, and you said, oh yeah, I certainly heard the volume go up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she, she, she did exceptionally well. So she's been quite humble. Sav, I, I believe you used the phrase cleaned the floor. Is there? Is... <laughs> yeah. She, look, all of these girls, Benny, they're, um, they're, you know, the results are great. Um, but one thing about them all is they turn up and, um, you know, they, they bring everything. They're always there. They all train really hard. Um, and like I said, I've been very fortunate to spend time with each and every one of them. And, you, you know, I, I just can't pat them on the back enough for what they do and how they do it. Um, and the contrast from when they're training and fighting and competing as opposed to talking them off the mats, it's like it's, it's unbelievable, day and night, black and white. Like, you know, you'd never pick these women to be doing what they're doing. And I just think this has been such a great thing for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, for them in their own individual personal lives, uh, just the journey that it's taken them on. And they are... Uh, they are rising to the top of what they're doing. I mean, it, it, look, it's inevitable that these three girls somewhere down the path, you know, if they choose to, will be running successful schools or 
running, you know, and, and more importantly, the work that they're doing to promote women in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is, I don't think they realize just yet how much of an impact this is making. Um, so look, to be associated with them, to be able to, you know, be beside them on their journeys is a, a great honor for me. Um, so I really look forward to see what, you know, the future holds with these girls. I couldn't agree with you more, Sav. You know, I was actually thinking I've I've been very fortunate to talk to all three of them this week and spend a little bit of time with them in their gyms or, and ha- say hello. And one thing that actually occurred to me is, is uh, and this happens a lot, is I'm not sure that they recognise that they're pioneers. And we're talking about them in the third person. Mm. I apologise to the three of you. But I th- I, I, I've just got this feeling of when in 20 years' time, people are going to be talking about you, you ladies as the pioneers of what what has been achieved sort of like in these academies with women and it's pretty amazing mm, mm. and so i wanted to get into that because women in Ju- in brazilian jiu-jitsu it's you know this is um you know it's a very it's a very contact sport it's a it's a very intimate sport we all agreed when we were talking so I've, i wanted to start off with this really interesting question from welcome to bryce world i imagine somebody here knows who that is chris do you, <laughs> this, uh, do you, it's, do you, it's bryce <laughs> He's a he's a dad, yeah. He said he's, he's one of the purple belts at Gracie Botany. He's um he's a police officer there. Oh, cool. Oh, sorry, Bryce. So I've got a question from him, and I think this is a great starting point. Um, and, and feel free, any of the three of you, to jump in. What can I say to get my wife to join up? I'll buy you anything you want, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping goes a long way. (laughs) (laughs) Any (laughs) Serena, Chris, Wendy, any ideas? I'm happy to jump in in the first instance. Please. Um, I think understanding that everybody comes to jujitsu with a different background and a different objective. Um, And I think that if you can identify an objective that resonates with somebody for why they want to start the sport it's easy to help keep them in the sport um and jiu-jitsu is such a multifaceted kind of martial art because it can serve so many purposes and i think that there needs to be an honest conversation around like is it self-defense that you're hoping to get out of it is it athleticism is it weight loss is it you know joining a new community um like, I think that those are all benefits of jujitsu, um, but you kind of need to pinpoint the selling points, I guess, of jujitsu as a sport and then align them with kind of an individual's needs. Um, and that's that's kind of my my first take. But I know that Chris and Wendy um, both run really successful women's programs, so I'd be keen to hear um, what they think kind of attracts women to the mat. I agree very much with what you said, Serena. And I think one of the things that help attract women into the mats is having a community of girls that are already training. Because I know that it can be intimidating for someone to start jujitsu, especially like how much of a contact sport it is. And you see a room full of big boys, you know, it can be quite intimidating. So usually when we have someone who's like a little bit hesitant to try training we'd like oh why don't you come to to the girls class or then we tell them that oh look we have a very good girls community here that can help you out they can train with you and i think that's one of the things that helps you know new new women to try jiu-jitsu out 
Uh, Wendy? Yes. Um, for me, I think um, you guys have covered a lot of good points. Um, I want to speak on a more practical level. So from my own experience, um, if we've had someone who's um, not sure, hesitant to try, we usually just say, hey, like you can come in and you don't have to be on the mats at all. You can just sit on the side. You watch how people roll with each other. Um, One of the biggest things for me was that someone actually watched me training and then they sort of said, it's amazing what she can do. And then for me to be able to say, you know, you can do this exact same thing as well. It just takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of patience. And then um, I've, I've actually sat with a couple of people on the sidelines and they haven't really trained. They've, they've got into the gi and they've sat on the side and I would commentate to them. So I would explain to them what, exactly what is happening in a role, what someone is trying to do to someone else or what kind of openings there are, how to stay safe, things like that. So on a more, I guess, um, fundamental level, you're kind of explaining to them, this is exactly what's happening at this point in time. And so it kind of takes away that whole, um, I guess, fear factor for them as well, just to get them a little bit more comfortable. And then to introduce them to some of the girls at the end of the class and say, hey, you know, like these are the girls that train with me. Um, they're happy to show you, you know, come in and join us and haven't like there's no pressure at all. So that's for me a more practical approach to, you know, having someone come in and encouraging them to sort of start, I guess. That's great. You know, I, I, when I spoke to the three of you over, over this past week, you know, it occurred to me that Sav and I were um, fathers of daughters and we're also husbands and we want our family to be safe. And it occurred to me that when we, you come to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, my wife came to watch me do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with uh, my, my, my buddy Clint, and Clint had me in closed guard just as Jackie walked in, and she looked at me and she said, what are you doing? And, and I was like, no, no, this is, this is part of the sport, Jackie. It's all, it's all good. And it, uh, it occurred to me that, you know, it's really important to, um, you know, be confident and have and be, be able to feel safe and to have that sense that you can defend yourself. And the one sort of barrier in jiu-jitsu is that very first barrier that you have to that you have to get past this sense of intimacy that you're going to be laying on top of somebody, you're going to be putting your full weight onto somebody. And that's something that I've really struggled with. And Sav has said, no, you're too nice. You know, when you put you when you stick your knee on his belly, you've got to go down, you got to you know, mean it with emphasis. Otherwise, it's not, it's not, it's not useful to you in, you know, in competition and stuff like that. So I kind of feel like that 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 barrier is something that is for old. You know, if you get your, if you get in early, if the if the kids get in early, they don't know any better. This is fun. I'm going to roll around and spend. You know, kids don't have that that personal space issue, mm-hmm. but we grow it as adults, and all of a sudden we have to sort of go through it. So it's kind of that first barrier that that people feel sort of like challenged by isn't it in some sense yeah yeah I find that really yeah. interesting because totally when when people look at it from the outside it definitely looks very very intimate you know but when you're when you're practicing the sport like there's a different objective to what you're doing and it, it's a different perspective so you take away the intimacy and all of those sentiments and whatnot and then it it sort of you know you get down to business and you're just doing what you need to do so that sort of changes over time, especially when you get, you know, used to it and you start building a, a vocab in jiu-jitsu and it's like, okay, this is what I need to do from here. Um, you just take away all the other, I guess, thoughts of like, you know, how close I am to someone and things like that. So you're just like focusing on something else, I guess. 
it, it's true. And but that but that closeness is exactly what is exactly the barrier you want to break because part yeah. part of sort of like being safe on the street is saying somebody's going to invade my personal space. And if you're if yeah. you find comfort in that, which is what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu teaches you first and foremost, then you then the rest of it's sort of like an a, an easier battle, isn't it? I definitely mm. agree. Yeah, I think yeah. also just kind of tying in Wendy's point and yours, Ben. Um, when you posed the original question about kind of how do you commit somebody to come into jiu-jitsu, I think if you take away a lot of, if you take away the practicalities of jiu-jitsu, my immediate response, if I were to have to sell jiu-jitsu to somebody, you know, on a whim, is it's the single most empowering thing I think I've ever done in terms of it gives you so much confidence if you can navigate those situations. Jiu-jitsu is a sport that's all about finding, like you said, comfort in uncomfortable situations and being able to think through difficult situations and execute positions under pressure. And I think that that's something that's really transferable to other aspects of life. And if you can find a way to hold your composure on the mats, um, I think that that translates really well to the real world and how you can hold your own, whether that's in a meeting, you know, in a self-defense situation, um, you know, in a new social situation. Like I think you just find that you, that, that confidence that you develop and that empowerment that you develop follows you in every other environment that you might find yourself in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, I think I think all the girls have hit the nail on the head. And, and look, one of the most important things, I mean, I'm kind of piggybacking their conversations, but you are, you, you put in a situation where you're dealing with a lot of pressure. Look, let's face it, it's not for everybody. You know, there are certain people who will come in and they just, it's a little overwhelming, whatever it may be. But um, <clears throat> like anything new we do, it's just a matter of just sort of, you know, finding your feet and just sort of getting into that environment. I think one thing uh, I just wanted to reiterate on was when one of the main things we try and do is like when somebody comes into the academy, we first and foremost, you know, try and make them feel comfortable. This is a big deal. Um, I mean, if someone's to walk in and, you know, they feel unattended or, uh, you know, not noticed or something like that, that, that's pretty, pretty daunting. I think it's a major thing. I think, and, you know, quite often I do a lot of the introductory classes with Chris because I like to have that female aspect with me. Um, you know, and they look at her and think, oh, you know, look at this little girl, but they don't know, you know, and, um, but having her there with me, it kind of sets that comfort zone, whether it be a guy or a girl. Um, and you know, having her there makes these people feel at ease. And, and I always will say in my introductories, um, you know, one of the questions I get is how often should I train or, you know, do I, you know, how much should I be fighting? And, you know, I say, look, one thing I do want to tell you is the toughest fight you will ever face in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in your life from here on in is what you're doing now. You've made the step, you've walked in, and, um, you know, now it's about the journey. Um, so I think they all have fantastic points. I couldn't agree more. Um, and once you do get into that path and you are on that journey, um, like Serena was saying, I think it. I'm such a big fan of, you know, it helping you with decision-making on and off the mats. It is, uh, it's incredible. It just makes you think better, act better. And I've said this before, but jiu-jitsu is um, nothing more you can do as a team where everybody supports you, everyone's got your back, everyone wants to see you do well. But um, again, as Serena mentioned, when you are out there on your own, like there is nothing more individualized 
you are forced to think, you are forced to make decisions and, you know, the benefits from this are just unbelievable. It's absolutely true. So I wanted to move from, uh, uh, piggybacking off it, we've, we've got how to enter into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but Chris, somehow Chris and Serena have actually taken that next step again and become high-level competitors. I, 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 I'm not one to speak about this. Sav, can you maybe tell everybody, because one of the things I came into when I came into Jiu-Jitsu was, and I first met Chris, the big thing was, she has just kept recently come back from subversion where, you know, she did such an amazing job. Tell, I'd love you to tell the listeners who don't know what is subversion because I haven't been clear on, on it up until this week. Uh, subversion is an event that's run. Um, so there's matches put together uh, for weight and belt type um, and well, not necessarily, but just put together, and it's on a it's a, it's on a big stage, you know. In uh, last one was at the University of New South Wales, up at Kingswood. There, <clears throat> um, you know, they come out to music and so forth, and they're on the stage, and it's only two people fighting at once. Whereas a traditional, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament, they might have eight to twelve mats going at once. So it's a lot more uh, high pressure. Um, I guess, you know, a lot of the people that are going to fight there at Subversion, like they're at the very top of their game. Uh, you can't choose to go there. Uh, you need to be picked. And, um, you know, all the three girls we have on the show today have all competed at Subversion and only just recently. And, you know, it's uh, I as a coach have been fortunate enough to, you know, sit there in corner, Chris, which I, I'm so wanting to do. It just makes me... I feel like vomiting, um, makes me really, really sick. Uh, you know, I, I feel everything she does, you know, I, I talk to her and she's, you know, very close and, you know, she means a lot to me. So to have her there fighting and, you know, representing our, our, our patch and our academy, it's uh, very, very tough. Um, you know, I'm also at the back talking to Serena and, you know, talking to Wendy and, you know, as mentioned earlier, like these girls are cool as cucumbers, you know, like, Hey, how's things, Sav? What's going on? And you just think, wow, these girls are about to go out and try and unscrew someone's head or take an arm off. But um, but the subversion events are a really big deal. Uh, and these three girls have, you know, all gone to subversion and been very, very successful. So, yeah, that's where that's at. I mean, it's a very dramatic event, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's like you say, it's a big stage. It's dark. Yeah. It's, it, it looks like it's a scene from some sort of Vegas movie. No, it is. It's a massive deal. And, you know, it's just, it's, um, yeah, as mentioned off air, Benny, talking about these girls and, you know, just their ability to, you know, adapt to this stuff. And as mentioned, when I am in the corner with Chris, like it literally makes me feel sick. You know, I, I, you know, I might look good and I'm walking out and shaking everyone's hands and smiling, but I'm sick to my stomach. You know, if I was out there competing, I'd be a lot more calm. You know, watching uh, Serena, um, you know, she's under Professor Lucasache and, you know, like Wendy under Jason and George, Professor Jason and George, like these are all very close friends of mine. And, you know, it's um, even watching those two girls compete, even though they're with, you know, uh, the different affiliates, like I still feel the same. You know, I, I just the, the adrenaline and the emotion that goes through me is incredible. I only want to see them, you know, do their very best. You know, re result will always take care of itself, but it is very daunting as uh, you know a professor or a coach to be sitting on the side watching all of these girls. But they never let me down, mate. It's um, <laughs> it's always very very exciting. They they don't muck around, mate. They get out there and they mean business. So, I mean, it's 
pretty pretty impressive to watch. I'm sure. I haven't watched yet, but I'm definitely going to the next one with the team. But I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see this. But I wanted to ask the three of you, what you know, you got into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's you know, it's you've got through all of it. What made you take that next step into comp? Because as a white belt, you know, my 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 biggest challenge is well, you know, getting to yoga at eleven thirty today. But um, you know, as a as a you know, I couldn't imagine going to a comp right now. I'm just I don't have enough moves. My my move is running, you know, like so you know, like, and I'm not good at that either. So what what was the step that you decided? Okay, well, you know, I'm going to start comping hard because you're all very present in female competition. Um, okay, so I guess context for me competing is I actually took quite an extensive break after I received my blue belt. Um, for those in the jiu-jitsu community, you'll know that this is a bit of a famous move of blue belts. Um, <laughs> the blue belt bolt. <laughs> blue belt and go. <laughs> um, so as a white belt, I competed a couple of times. My coaches, um, this is before Lucas had moved to Australia. Um, so my coaches at the time were encouraging of giving it a go. Um, and a lot of my teammates competed. And so it was kind of just a natural progression. It was pretty low stakes. Um, I competed a couple of times at Blue Belt. Um, and then I took my my little hiatus from jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And when I came to Gracie Artarman as a Blue Belt, um, Lucas and Martin, my coaches, were really encouraging of how I rolled and um, kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, we really think that you're training well and it would be a great challenge for you to go to a competition. And um, they phrased it very much in the context of challenging yourself and just having a feel for kind of where you sit on a skill level um, in comparison to like other practitioners um, in Australia, but also just using that as a personal development opportunity um, to really see how you move under pressure. And um, I did that a couple of times and realized that it's, I always learned so much from competition and it's a really vibrant community of women who are willing to put themselves out there and have that experience. And it's something that I now try to do fairly regularly um, is kind of embrace that competition opportunity. And again, combination of really getting to um, see other competitors, be immersed in that. It's quite an energetic environment when you go to competition. Um, And really the training process in the lead up to competition for me is now what I really enjoy because that's where you really start to kind of hone your game, identify where your weaknesses are, Um, you get to competition, you have, it's a phenomenal experience. And then you kind of sit afterwards and dissect, these are my areas for improvement. And it's kind of, it's a constant benchmarking process for how you can be a better practitioner. Um, And that's kind of what's driving me to continue to compete nowadays. Is is it a friendly environment afterwards? Like at the end of the day, once all the women have finished fighting, is it, is it a super collegial environment? I in my personal experience, yeah. most certainly, yeah, I cool. think that it's a relatively small community of women that compete um, within Australia, and especially like Chris's purple belt, Wendy's brown. We are a fairly niche audience, 
um, or a fairly niche community when it comes to just women our size who possess our skill level in the country right now. And so you see a lot of the same faces when you go to competitions. Um, And so I think that that drives you to like, you see each other fairly regularly. Um, The objective is always to make sure that you can come to the next comp. like the women do this great thing on podiums where oftentimes everybody jumps up onto first place and gives each other a hug. Um, it's this very warm environment in which we're all challenging each other. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we all are are very friendly and very encouraging. And you might get to the finals and find that there's three women from your division that are standing on the sidelines cheering. Um, cool. So it's, it's a really amazing community from that perspective. Oh, Lovely. I guess the question I was asking you is, is, is Wendy nice to you at the end of the day? But that's okay. We don't have to, at the end of a comp day, but that's okay. We don't have to answer that. that. (laughs) Uh, Chrissy, tell me what drove you to competition? Um, So my like competition day started back when I was still doing MMA and Muay Thai. So I actually tried, I actually competed in the ring and in the cage before. Um, so that's how it kind of all started. And initially, it started as just me being very competitive. Um, but then as I got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's when I realized that there was so much more to it than just being competitive, you know, like, initially, what really drove me was, oh, I want to be, I want to be the best, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then as I started competing, and as I started winning and losing my matches it made me realize that oh this is actually about growth a lot of it is growth and learning and that's what really made me want to compete is I want to grow I want to learn and just piggybacking on what Serena said like the community that you meet during competitions and the connections that you make with your training partners for where you're in that competition prep mode is just next level like um me and wendy actually met through a competition we used to compete against each other back in blue belt so that was that was um you know that's a sign that you know when you meet good people through competitions and it doesn't mean that you know when you're trying to take each other's heads off your enemies after that you're actually good friends after that so I think that's the whole thing that appealed me with competition. It's just, you know, you learn so much, you grow so much, you meet incredible people and you make really good connections with, you know, the people you compete with, the people in the venue and your training partners as well. Oh, that's so nice. You know, you, you, you know, you look after each other. So who won? No, you don't have to answer it. Don't answer it. (laughs) Don't answer it. We both won. We both came out winners. (laughs) I am going to take a screenshot of the look on the look in all of your faces when I actually asked that question. All of you were like, oh, jeez. Benny, that was a white belt move if ever there were one. This is what I've been getting all week. I'm keeping my feet away from Wendy. Ankles, ankles. I don't know if I'll go for them anymore, Chris. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wendy, what about you? How, how, what was the driver that got you into comp? Um, you know what? It's been so long, but I'm pretty sure I my approach to it was don't think, just do. 
um, because I actually competed only four or six months into starting jiu-jitsu and the um, gym I was at fosters a quite a strong like competition mindset and so when you're training that hard and you and you're going to the gym every day well I guess for me at least it was sort of like I really wanted to test myself out there and um and see how my skills go in the broader, I guess, community of people in the same cohort. And what people don't realize is that, I guess, when you go up a rank, you sort of feel, you know, like, am I ready for it, am I not? But you don't realize that a lot of people could be in the same boat as you. So you go into comp and then you have this big band of, say, for example, blue belts. They could be at the beginning of the blue belt or the end approaching purple belt. You just don't know and it's like, like the common saying goes like it's a game of millimeters or inches or whatever you want to um, however you want to put it and so you know like there's so many factors that go into it that it sort of becomes a thing where uh, if you want to compete you just you should just do it um, especially for the experience and um, pressure testing yourself and all that kind of thing it's it's a big character building component of jiu-jitsu I feel and I think that um, everyone should really go in for at least one like just don't put off just do one and if you don't like you don't like it if you do well you've got a huge community of people supporting you you make new friends and you learn so much about yourself um and what you're capable of so i i guess that's that's what kept me going as well i mean i'm quite competitive by nature and i really want to test myself all the time putting myself out there and trying new things so um that's, I guess, yeah, that's the story of how I started and how I'm still here. And um, just like going off Chris's experience um, with us competing before against each other, we've done it multiple times now. Um, we've had to move up down weight classes to meet each other because um, like Serena says, it's quite a, a niche group of, of girls. Um, but I remember one, I was watching footage of one of our fights a long time ago, we're at Grappling Industries. And my face when I came up against Chris through the whole fight was that not that I was unimpressed by her or myself or anything. It was just the fact that we had to fight each other. And I really didn't enjoy that experience. So when you look at my face, it was just, I just didn't look like I was really into it because I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really want to fight Chris. She's my training partner and she's, you know, a really good friend of mine. But we did it anyway because um, it's the nature of competition. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, can I yeah. can I jump in on Do that? One. I um... Oh, I did it again. Sure, sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Sam. Go go for it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, um, interesting point that Wendy made, and um, I, I also recommend that everybody jump into the tournament and try it at least once. You'll hear me say it to the kids all the time. And um, look, I also put, I don't want to put pressure on them, but I'm also saying, look, it's not it's not compulsory. It's not something you've got to do, but we really encourage it. But um, just getting back to. Um, what Wendy was saying about competing against friends. Now, look, moving forward, these guys today, they have big brackets. They have, you know, lots of girls in their division and so forth. Whereas when I was competing back in early days, I mean, jiu-jitsu was relatively new. There wasn't, you know, the big brackets. And as Wendy mentioned, I would find most of the time I'd be coming up against a friend. And it's, it's horrible, you know, like, I can remember one tournament I turned up to, I was fighting a very, very, very good friend of mine, um, Dasha, David Johnson. He's a black belt under Alex Prates. Um, what a great honor that is. And, um, you know, we'd been speaking leading into the tournament and, you know, we were all cool. And so I kind of turned up to this tournament. Like Wendy said, I turned up and I was like, 
just cruising, you know. I walked around. I said, oh, I wonder where Dash is. And I just was not focused, like not at all. This is my mate, you know. We're, we're, you know, we know each other. I found Dash laying underneath the grandstand with his headphones in, banging his head full throttle. <laughs> and I went, oh, maybe we're really going to fight on here today, you know. And <laughs> he turned up and I thought, okay, I've got about 15 minutes to switch on here. But, look, I do agree with Wendy. Uh, you know, it is it's something that's really, um, you know, really daunting facing someone, you know, and, you know, the experiences that you take from it. And, and you know, getting back onto what they were saying, I think the benefits of competition, uh, whether you do it once and you don't get the result, you will come out of there feeling, you know, momentarily you might feel a little deflated because, you, you know, you're, everyone likes to win. Um, but you'll feel such a growth with inside you. You'll feel like it, it's an accomplishment that I, I can't even explain to you the, the words on how it makes you feel. It is just such a great feeling. Um, and, you know, you will definitely learn something from that. Um, I, I also competed very early in my jiu-jitsu career. Within 12 months, I was flying to Brazil to fight. But in the first tournament I did, I trained excessively hard. And I can remember taking this guy, going, looking at him across the mat and thinking, and, and I'm very sincere, I'll be honest with this, why am I here? Like, I'm terrified. This is horrible. I, like, I didn't, I didn't even want to be there. But I moved across the mat and I was able to get this guy down on the ground. And, geez, my mood changed. I thought, oh, this is easy. I'm just going to, you know, murder this guy now. This is really simple. I've got this jiu-jitsu thing wrapped up. You know, this is good. So uh, next thing I remember, he put his hands up in my collars from closed guard and he started to choke me. But we'd been working on this really basic choke defense where you just push your arms down. And I relieved the pressure and I thought, okay, how am I going to submit this guy now? This is an easy fight here. And I think I, the, word, the last words I said before I almost went unconscious was, please let me go. <laughs> so that was my first experience in jiu-jitsu. And um, a lot of people will walk away and say, oh, you know, that was enough for me. But, um, you know, I speak so much more often about my losses. Like when you win, you win. But when you lose, you've got to really um, – you really got to go back inside and take a look at things and, and this is where the growth comes. And, you know, I was one of those people, I was fortunate, I really pushed on with it and, you know, I stayed competing for 10 to 15 years, you know, locally, internationally and getting back onto another topic the girls are talking about, I would probably safely say 90 to 95% of my friends in my life today are through jiu-jitsu and the people that I've fought and, you know, turning up to those tournaments and, you know, you're so nervous leading into it and then when you step on the mat, for me personally, I feel good. When I'm on the mats, you know, I've learned, okay, we're here now, time to get down to business, let's do it. Um, but at the end of the fight, like Serena was saying, like, mate, I've just these guys who want to kill you 10 minutes ago, you're talking to them, hey, man, where's, you know, they're, they're inviting you to their gym and they're, you know, hey, have you got an Instagram or, you know, like it's very, very friendly. So, yeah, it's um, the benefits from the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, you know, and I say this very respectfully, but I honestly feel sorry for the people who don't have this in their life. I really do. I, I just think it's it's unbelievable. So, yeah, thanks for all your great stories. They're, they're really good, and I just have so much more to add to it all because each thing you're saying, all the girls, I can relate to that. You know, I, I work with these girls. You know, I teach with these girls. I see them, and it's just really refreshing to hear their input. It, it is. Uh, you know, and as a white belt, it's actually fascinating to hear their stories 
and I hope that everybody else gets you know the benefit of these stories because th- this is you know it's an incredible it's incredible and it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Uh, I, I'm just curious to know, Wendy and Chris, w- with your with the women's groups, what is there a do, do you find that the your the women in these groups actually want to compete? Is there a hunger to compete in these groups? Are they keen to do it? Are they nervous to do it? Are they open to doing it? Um, I'll start I'll go with first, that Chris. one. Yes, we've actually had um, a few women in the women's program that are very curious to compete. Like um, I've had a few kind of talk to me and say, oh, I want to try competing even just once, you know. And for me, that's that's really good because it means what we're what we're doing is right. Like we have we're going in the right direction in terms of encouraging women to, you know, put themselves out there and, you know, challenge themselves, you know. Absolutely. And I know that Victoria, I I spoke to Victoria yesterday and I know that Victoria is actually very keen to compete as soon as possible, which is really fantastic. She She was very excited to tell me yesterday outside school. Um, yes, and Wendy? just with just with, oh, just God, with sorry, that Chris, as well, um, it, it's very fascinating for me to hear that with Victoria because she was one of the girls that started and was very hesitant with the whole rolling and you know just the whole training itself. Like I remember, she was on the sidelines. She was one of the moms just watching her son train, and then next next minute, like you see her on the mats, and then she was like, oh. She's very hesitant. She doesn't. She doesn't feel comfortable having that close contact, especially with, you know, with the bigger people. And now you see her doing nogi as well and doing double classes, and that's just that's just amazing. And it makes me really, really happy to see, like, a lot of women really training and you know trying it out. Can I just jump in there, Benny, just quickly? Yeah, go for it. Um, look, I think uh, one thing I wanted to just be sorry to cut you off, Wendy, but just like. Having these women here, like Wendy, Serena, and Chris, like these girls, um, you know, running these programs, they're not just uh, girls that have come along and trained and that are expressing interest in doing it. They all compete. They all live by what they do, and they all stand up and back it up. So for the other girls coming in, um, you know, they're such good examples, and you know, they know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. And I know with Chris, you know, I work with Chris and I'm, I'm, a, I'm such a big fan of the girls program uh, at Gracie Botany. And, you know, I really encourage them to run their own platform. You know, they came to me at the start and they, oh, you know, what should we? And I said, look, you know, I, I believe in you guys. You guys need to, you know, run this platform as you would. I'm here to help you if you need advice on something. But you know, they're knowledgeable enough to be able to run this on their own. And the work that they do is incredible. And this, you know, is such a great example for the girls in the classes, you know, to see these girls doing it. And this gives them more of an opportunity to maybe, you know, dip their toe in the water when it comes to competition. I mean, there's no better people to ask. And I think that them running these platforms is, it's essential, you know, that they have that experience. I completely agree. I completely agree. Wendy, I've got a question for you. I, want, I was going to get into the, the women in comps in your women's group, but can you just tell us how your women's group started out there in Parramatta? What was like, how did it get, how did it get rolling? Because it's just, I, when I came out to oh. see you on Thursday night, th- these were really, really comfortable women doing 
you know, stuff that I, I didn't recognize, but that's not surprising. Um, and they were, and they were thoroughly enjoying themselves. How did it get rolling? Um, so we had, sorry, we had the idea of starting a women's class when we were back. And so we were in a little small office space initially. Um, and then I guess one day George approached me and said, what do you think about starting a women's team? And I said, it's not a bad idea. Um, and I said, well, I'm going away for a little bit. So, so I went to Japan for a little while. I said, how about let's start when I come back? And uh, he said, okay. So at the time we already had, you know, like a small group of girls who were sort of uh, training in mixed classes, but we didn't have exclusively like, um, like a group of women to train in like a, a women's class per se. Um, and I guess when I came back, we started doing this, this women's program and we had moved to the new gym by now. So now we're in the big warehouse and we have that little space upstairs. So in the first class, I guess, like there were actually quite a few women who turned up to this class. Um, I guess most of them probably, you know, what is this women's class and da, 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 it's different to, it's a little bit different to a general class, you know, um, the feeling is a little bit different and the dynamics a little bit different. And so, I guess that's how it started. And then from there, um, you know, by word of mouth, by referrals, like people started coming in, they were asking their sisters, their friends, their work friends, their wives, everyone was like coming in. And I guess that's how it started gaining traction. But, you know, this has been a really slow growth. It didn't really explode. It, it sort of became consistent over, I guess, three years. There's been a lot of hard work put into it. And um, not just by me, but also the girls in the class who, who are working really hard to, you know, establish really strong friendships with each other. And so um, that, that's how it keeps, you know, it keeps going and going. So, you know, you have to really have that strong foundation first for it to build into um, a, a bigger thing, I guess. Um, but that's how we started ours, just George saying, hey, what do you think about starting a women's class? It's a good opportunity. Yeah, fantastic. Because I know that at... Um, Gracie Botany, which is where I started, and I'm very lucky to have started there. The 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 I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sav. The women's classes were from the start. It wasn't even a question. Yeah, I, I, I'm as I mentioned, I'm super super supportive of the the women in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like you couldn't get a bigger fan. And I just presented this platform immediately. We had Chris come on board. We've got Vicky there, also Jade. Uh, these are very, very good jiu-jitsu girls, and they run such a great program. Both Serena and Wendy uh, come over quite regularly, um, yeah. and I believe both of you have taught in that class. Um, so, you know, we try and encourage to get different female coaches in. Um, we had Mary from Legacy come over and do an absolutely outstanding class. You know, Serena comes over and teach um, her girlfriend, Melly. Like, we're not necessarily too concerned if it's a black belt. Um we also even will give the platform to a white belt, you know, and we work with her and get her to do some stuff. And it's just about promoting women in jiu-jitsu and making sure that there's no, oh, you know, you're not black belt, look, we're sorry, you know, no. If you're showing interest, we will back you 120%. So um, I just couldn't couldn't get that platform up and running quick enough. I really couldn't. And, you know, I must thank both of these girls because they the support they've showed to myself and Christian since we've opened the doors in botany and coming over it's been second to none like honestly I teach at both of their schools um, not so much now um, but I was teaching at Artarman on the transition into botany while I was had that layoff period um, and while I was um, teaching at Gracie Alexandra at the headquarters there I was quite regularly teaching at Parramatta and 
I spent a lot of time with Serena Artaman and also too, when I used to go over to Parramatta on a Saturday, Wendy would actually get her girls, like her whole class, and come because she would run the class on a Saturday morning as well. And she would say, uh, hey, Sav, I heard, you know, you're coming over on Saturday. I'm going to bring the girls down. And she'd bring all of her girls down into the class to beat me up. (laughs) (laughs) So I love it. You know, and and this is the type of girls they are. And, I mean, I know I keep patting them on the back, but they need to be. Yeah. You know, I I just can't stress enough for anybody, any female or any little young girl that's, you know, contemplating getting into jiu-jitsu uh, let me tell you, this is run by the ultimate professionals and, you know, you will just, it'll be the best thing you ever did. I, I, I can't stress enough from that little three-year-old girl to that, you know, that grandmother that wants to come in and try something new, like give it a go. Uh, you know what, Sav, you, you, you are talking about it with such passion and Serena, Wendy and, and um, Chris are talking about it with such passion. I'm actually feeling left out and I'm actually wondering on this program as a completely organic thought, what? They come to teach women's classes. Why can't they come to teach white belt classes? I don't want to miss out on this great stuff. Absolutely. Can we have these? I will support them 100%. Because I'd love to see Serena and Wendy come down at at, at 5.45 one afternoon, one Tuesday or Thursday and teach the white belts. I'm missing out here. I I feel like I'm in a minority group. I mean, you see a botany. Who who works on the fundamental program with me is Chris. Chrissy. Yeah, we're so lucky. She shows her stuff and does her thing, and you know I'll stand back and support that all day. So, yeah. Oh, we got two Serenas now. We do have two Serenas. Two Serenas. (laughs) We've got a twin. (laughs) Twin Seren. Um, (laughs) If you're not sure what I'm talking about, guys, we just had a double screen pop up with Serena, so that's what I'm saying. We're having some technology technological issues, but we've got Wendy with us. While we're waiting for Serena to come back, Wendy, I would just want to get back to that um, yes. that um, question about comp, your your women's group comping. Are there, is there is there a hunger mm. for it like it, there is in botany? So you know what, um, we have a group of I could probably say five girls who are really really keen competitors now, and this is something that I wanted to happen. Uh, since I started teaching because obviously I'm really strong with um, the competition side of things and I really wanted to encourage it and so now we have um, five girls who are always encouraging each other or saying oh are you going to go into this comp let's do this comp together so they're they're sort of doing that like just even without me kind of pushing or putting a word in they're just uh, encouraging each other to go in so there's five of them who are strong in competition they they're always looking to compete then there's another group who are on the fence and they're, they're not sure whether they want to compete or not, waiting for, I guess, the right moment or until they become more comfortable or confident in their skills, to which I say you should just go to comp anyway. And then there are the other ones who say, you know, we're pretty happy with um, rolling at the gym, um, increasing our skill set and all that kind of stuff. So they're pretty happy where they are. Um, they might compete one day, who knows, but we definitely have a, a, a group who are going in now. And I'm really, really proud of that because um, it, it really, it, it's, it's a testament to, you know, like how much effort they're putting into their training, how dedicated they are to it, how much they want to achieve for themselves, the confidence that they're growing and everything. So it's, um you know, like when people ask, what is the measure of success for you? I think one of the factors is just seeing how, how they go in comp or what they take out of competition as well. And that, to me, is a part of my success too. Awesome. 
So we are running out of, out of time here, but I do want to cover something before we go. And Serena, you know, when we spoke um, earlier this week, you were talking to me about Australian Girls and Geese. Can you tell our listeners what this is all about? Because it's such a great organisation. Yeah, I'd love to. Australian Girls and Gee is a community of women in Australia that do jiu-jitsu. Um, they've been around for quite a long time now. I think probably going around the 10-year mark. Um, they run a series of competitions and camps across Australia each year. Um, it's headed up by some of the highest ranking, most accomplished uh, female jiu-jitsu practitioners in Australia. And when I first started my jiu-jitsu journey, um, there are a lot more women around today than there were when I first started. And um, this was an organization that really helped me, I think, believe in a more egalitarian kind of view where jujitsu with a bit more of an equal gender split is possible. Um, yeah. And it also was my introduction to what a warm women's jujitsu community existed. Um, yeah. And so they have a really vibrant social media presence in addition to their kind of in-person events. And I think for women that are interested in starting jujitsu or kind of starting early days in their journey right through to women who have been in the sport for years. Um, it's a really amazing kind of network where you can coordinate to visit gyms and know that there's going to be other women around for you to train with. Um, it's an online forum where you can ask questions that might be kind of specific to female grapplers. Um, right. You know, everything from gears to, techniques to navigating tricky situations and so i think it's one of those pillars of the australian female jiu-jitsu community more broadly that's just done a really great job of um i guess encouraging women and providing this really safe productive space for them to be able to thrive um that, and so definitely want to give them a little shout out for for all of the work that they've done we will definitely be posting. I might actually ask you, Serena, to post up their um, Instagram account on our Sav Stories podcast um, Insta account to. so that we can, yeah, because I think such an important organisation that gives women an opportunity to ask questions in a very safe environment and to feel like they can get the answers they want, they need to feel comfortable doing jujitsu. What could be more important than that? I think it's, I totally agree. And I think especially, I know that Wendy and Chris have talked about having these beautiful and flourishing women's programs in their gyms. Um, but I know that that's not the luxury or the case for a lot of women uh, training jiu-jitsu across Australia. And so I think even if it's through an online connection, having the accessibility of that community can really be a make or break for um, a lot of people that just sometimes need that extra little bit of guidance about how to navigate certain dynamics or certain challenges that they face from from women who have been who have experienced it all from women who are very high up in jiu-jitsu it's a fantastic opportunity it really awesome. is yeah awesome that is incredible thank you so much for that um like we said we will be putting it up on our insta and we'll also be put, putting a link in with the podcast 
Okay, well, I think that's the end of today. We're already at 50 minutes, but I just wanted to say thank you to the girls. But before we do, I do ask Sav to wrap up. I we Unfortunately, we couldn't get to the questions, and there's been so many great ones that I am going to hassle these ladies to um, put them up on our, pod, our podcast Instagram account, if I can convince them to do that. But other than that, this has been an absolute pleasure today. This week has been an absolute pleasure for me. Sav, let's finish it up. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Benny. Look, absolutely outstanding. Um, look, thank you so much, Wendy, Chris, Serena. I really do appreciate <clears throat> having you guys on. Um, I would safely say this won't be the last one we'll do. There's so much more to cover. Um, and look, I just want to wish you guys the best of success moving forward with what you do. Um, you know, women in jiu-jitsu, uh, it's very exciting. Um, and you guys are certainly spearheading the lead of that. I'm really proud of you. Um, and I just can't wait to see what the future holds. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, really do appreciate it. But for now, guys, one, two, three.